Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Turn in your Bibles to James. Because as we said, we believe the word. We base our life on the word of God. And getting ready for this morning's message. And now, let me say this also, it's Mission Sunday. And I'll mention a few things in my message. We talk about Pastor Jeff coming in a few weeks. And so when you leave today, you'll see that the mission store is open, which is only open today. It's just a few, it's some things my family brought back when we were in Mexico, some things that you might find interesting. The reason for it is all the proceeds go to our missions fund and to our missions uh, projects that we do around the world. And uh, there's some interesting things there. And in fact, before Christmas, you might find just the right gift if you're looking or whatever. And there's some ornaments. We have a lot of ornaments we bring back from Mexico to put on our tree. Because every time we see them, especially at Christmas time, it reminds us of, you know, the reason for the season and why we're on the planet is to make a difference. So there's some ornaments, some other things back there. I should encourage you to take advantage of it. Again, everything goes into the missions fund. And can I say, I said this earlier, I did pray for cold weather today because for the first Sunday of the month, uh, we're having lunch and breakfast, but lunch provided. And my wife told me the menu was chili and cornbread. And I said, I need to pray in some cold weather. And so, uh, so you can leave here and go home directly after you leave here and get in your pajamas and in bed. Uh, you can eat here. And then go home and do that. You don't have to go wait at a restaurant, get out again, wait in line, and just know that all the proceeds, the monies, again, all go to our missions uh, account, so be very generous. And even if you don't want to eat here today, you can just go and give towards that, or you can give that in the offering at the end was what we do. But uh, the important thing is what I want to share this morning, having finished a series and looking to the rest and getting into the holiday, I really felt impressed to just share something from my heart concerning you know, why we exist as a church and how are we doing? What does that look like as we're getting ready to finish out this year? We want to finish this year strong. And what I mean by that is being the church God has called us to be. And that's always our goal. We're not to compare to any other church or this church does that or where I came from did this or what I see on TV is that. That's great. I just trust that those pastors are hearing for God for themselves. I need to hear for God for the plan and purpose for Tree of Life Church. And then I need to be confident to walk in that. And I, I listen to other people and I see what they're doing. I get ideas. But if they're not what God has for us, it doesn't matter how great they are. It doesn't work. And so the Bible says, in fact, if we compare ourselves to other people, let me put it in this context, if we compare churches to other churches, then we're foolish, the Bible says, because God's called us to be unique. Tree of life is not to be like every other church on the planet. We're not any better, any worse, we're just tree of life. That's the way it is. And so we measure who we are based on the word of God and how well we're being who God's called us to be. And having said that, I think the biggest thing that we are to take from the word and how we are to be a tree of life as a church is we're to be a church that looks like Jesus. And can I say this? Every church, every believer has a responsibility to look like Jesus. In fact, Jesus says it's his church. He will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against what he's built. Now that doesn't say the gates of hell will not necessarily prevail against church. Read it in the right context. It won't prevail against his church or a church that looks like him. Can I say there's a lot of churches, no judgment here, but I believe there's a lot of churches or a lot of uh, temptation to be a church that just looks like church. And that's based upon people's interpretation, perhaps, of scripture. No judgment here. We're trying to be a church that, that expresses the life, love, and power of Jesus as we see it in the word. That is who Tree of Life is. Not comparison to anybody else, but our responsibility is to be a church that looks like Jesus. Amen? Because that's what attracts you. Jesus attracts you. I, I want to be what Jesus has for me. I want what Jesus has. I, Jesus is the one that changed his life. 
I believe church, therefore, that looks like Jesus is the hope of the world because Jesus is the hope of the world. We are his hands and feet and we are to look like him. Church is the major change agent on the planet if we look like Jesus or Jesus intended. So that's our goal. I want you to see what I mean by that and I want us to look back and be reminded of how important it is to stay the course and finish strong and start the new year that way and then look back and see how we feel perhaps we've done. But when we think about Jesus, what comes to mind to you in thinking about Jesus, a church that looks like Jesus? Just a few things this morning. I think Jesus was very authentic. I think Jesus was very authentic. And I think for you and I, a church has to be the real deal. It has to be authentic. So we don't go to church to do church. We don't wanna do churchy church. We don't wanna do religious or this kind of church. We wanna do church that's real and authentic and expresses the heart of Jesus. When Jesus walked the planet, it wasn't all about Jesus. It could have been but it wasn't all about him. In fact, we just talked about the, when we gave Trish the towel, we talked about how Jesus was a servant. In fact, he didn't want a big deal made about him. In fact, a lot of times when he healed people, he says, don't tell anybody. But word would get out, but Jesus wouldn't act like he was the high and mighty walk. He was God on the planet, but he didn't walk around like he was God on the planet. Come on. He wanted to connect to everyday man. He wanted to connect to everyday life. And can I say this? Jesus was not from England, so he didn't say all the these, thous, and thus, and all that kind of stuff, right? I know the King James Version, we, we talk about that. But, but keeping in line with an idea, I mean, we need to express the things the way that Jesus would express. See, when he taught, he taught about lessons like with fig trees, and sheep, and carpentry, and fishing, and being in a boat, things that everyday people could relate to. I think for us to be attracted to the lost and hurting people like Jesus was, we need to be authentic in who we are and what we do. We need to keep in mind that Jesus was authentic. He didn't point his finger at people, talk down to them, yell at them, get in their face. And he, he, he said things in love and firmly, but he didn't judge or condemn, but he was real. We need to be a church like Jesus. And Jesus was very relevant, relevant. In fact, again, when Jesus talked to people, he talked about the things that they were facing that day. The church needs to be a place where people would, would hear something that they could use on Monday. In fact, when you leave today, you ought to hear something that you can apply today before you get home because the Bible says immediately the enemy's gonna come try and steal it away because he doesn't want you to apply it. You should go to work on Monday applying the things that you hear in church and you're not supposed to live your life from Sunday to Sunday, but you need to hear things that you can apply Monday through Saturday. And so we want to speak not to just church issues, we want to speak into real life issues where you deal real life every day where the rubber meets the road. That's great, pastor, but what about what I'm facing today in life? And let me tell you, that's a moving target at times because culture changes, generations change. So we address it, we address it all according to the word of God because the word of God is timeless and will have something for everything that we face. So he speaks into everyday life and we want to do that. Uh, we want to be a church that is like Jesus, that's enjoyable. Church ought to be fun. Not like penance, oh, I gotta go to church again today. I do my Christian duty. <laughs> Can I tell you the biggest turn off to church is church? It's boring, it's like, you know, it's like, man, just they're yelling at me all the time. I get excited, but I don't think I'm yelling at you, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I don't wanna go there and feel like this, I'm a worm or whatever, beat down. It's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. You realize Jesus walked the planet, you know why he drew crowds? Partly because of his power, but because people wanted to be around him. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Why, because he was fun. He's not like Hollywood portrays him as this emaciated, barely can move, depressed individual. I'm like, where does that come from? Number one, he was a carpenter, and carpenters are pretty tough guys. I mean, I wouldn't mess with a carpenter working with his hands all day. But listen, number two, he was a kid magnet. In my book, anybody that's a kid magnet's fun and enjoyable because kids can discern. In fact, they'll tell you in front of that person, that person's mean, I don't want to be around them. Okay, he's right there, okay? Cover the mouth, wait till we get home. 
You had to peel kids off Jesus. In fact, the disciples tried to keep kids from him one day because they were mobbing him and Jesus rebuked them. And it wasn't because his robe had a pocket full of candy of the day. It was because he was fun and they wanted to be there. You watch kids hang out with people, they're hanging out with the fun people. Jesus was enjoyable. Church should be enjoyable. We should laugh, have a good time, and not, not like we, we're in mourning or, or something. Even with all our issues, we should feel some relief, amen, feel some peace. Jesus was accepting. It's interesting to me that sinners love Jesus. In fact, you, you see in the Bible that Jesus hung out with sinners and tax collectors, which is always funny. Tax collectors are so bad, they're their own category. Sinners are like, don't include tax collectors with us. At least we're not tax collectors. They're in their own category. Jesus hung out with sinners and tax collectors. In fact, his people that fo- the people, the religious crowd, look at it, Jesus and talk to his followers, hey, aren't you a follower of Jesus? Yeah, why is he eating with all those people over there? Because that's who he came to reach. The Bible says this, that it's the sick that need the doctor, not the well. He said he came to seek and save the lost. You look for Jesus, he's hanging out with sinners and tax collectors. Why? Because that was his mission. You know who gave Jesus a hard time, who persecuted Jesus? The religious crowd. The religious crowd. So we need to be accepting like that. Now there are lifestyles and things that, that, that don't line up with the word of God, but hey, we're loving and accepting people like Jesus did. So we just wanna reach people for Jesus and then we want Jesus to deal with them on the issues, right? And so, but we want a church that looks like Jesus. We want this to be a magnet for the lost and hurting people. And so we know that there's a, a line that we walk through, but let's, let's be accepting like Jesus. We, you know, people will come here and they don't, they don't want to be, they want to come to a place that they feel safe and not feel judged. And they may not even agree with some of the things we teach for a while, but if they'll hang around, if you hang around the bank long enough, you're bound to slip in. And then Jesus will work with that on them. And Jesus spent time with those that needed him most. We need to be that kind of church. We need to be a church that's powerful. Jesus was powerful. We want to serve a God that still does miracles, God of miracles. We sang that song. We want to come and experience the presence and power of God. We want a miracle-working God. We don't want a form of godliness but deny the power of God. But you know what? We want to do it in a way that's not goofy or weird because I believe you can have the power of God and not be goofy or weird. I believe you can have the power of God and it be genuine, not try and be some man-made thing. And that's the turnoff. That's why a lot of us gravitate to a safer form of Christianity because we see people try and manufacture it. It's either man-made or goofy or weird, and so we'll gravitate to a form of safer, what we'd say safer Christianity, but we, we miss the power of God. I believe we can do church in a way that we can have the power and not be goofy at the same time. So Jesus was. Jesus wasn't goofy. It was very powerful. He walked around that way. Can we be that place where God still did miracles and heals people and it didn't have to be goofy? And Jesus was very generous. His life was a life marked by generosity. He gave of his life very generously, sacrificially. He gave of himself all the time. In fact, sometimes he gave himself so much he'd have to get up early, early, early in the morning to slip away to have some time with God. Why? Because then he'd come right back out and give everything he had. He healed all the sick. He spent time with all the people, days, and you see that with Jesus. So he, he loved the world so much that he gave everything, incredibly generous. I wanna, I wanna be a church that's incredibly generous. I want a culture of generosity here. And I believe that you're that. And we talk about missions, we'll see some things and all that. You're very generous. Let's keep that generosity. We should be marked. This church should be marked with the generosity of Jesus. Our lives should be marked with generosity. We give even sacrificially because that's what Jesus did. He gave everything. We want to be a church that looks like Jesus. It's, incre- it's incredibly important for you and I as individuals in a church to look like Jesus. And can I say this without disrespecting anybody or anything or any place, that we want to be a church that looks like Jesus, not a church that looks like church. 
Because the bottom line is, so, so much of us is different. So many things are different. We separate church, we compartmentalize it from our regular life. I think there's times we come into church and it looks different than regular life. We sing things that are different than regular life. And I know that we're not gonna compromise some belief system. Believe me in that, I, I understand that. But I believe in stuff that with our love and with our expression of generosity and acceptance, there's things that we can create, environments that we can create that will welcome people and allow their guard to come down for Jesus to come in and change them. And you know, interestingly enough, that's why we call this room the living room, not the sanctuary. It's the living room, why? Because we want it to feel like it's in your own home. Because this one, I believe, Jesus would come sit in your own home and sit on the couch with you and eat supper with you and talk with you and just love on you. And that's the kind of environment that we want to create. You know why? Because that's what's attractive to the lost and hurting world and that is our mission. See, we don't wanna be church that does church just for church people. See, it's easy to do church just for church. It's hard to do church to reach the lost because they're a moving target. It moves constantly. And we can do that without compromising our belief system. Don't get me wrong. I think we do do that here, but we're always striving. I want to be reminded before we hit the holidays and look at a new year why we exist. And I want to show you how we've been doing some of what we've been doing. What, what jo- we've done a good job with that. Have we been connecting? What does it maybe that look like? Let's take a look at James 1, 26 through 27 real quick. It says this. Anyone who sets himself up as religious as religious by talking a good game. A lot of people can talk a good talk about what they wanna do, who they wanna be, what they wanna look like, but if you're just talking it, you're self-deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God, real relationship, real connecting with God, is this, reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight, reach the lost and hurting of the world, and guard against corruption from the godless world. Do that and not compromise. Reach people and not compromise. Look like Jesus and not compromise who you are. I think that's what we've been working on doing and what we endeavor to do here at Tree of Life. And so I just wanna show you the result of an attractional church, if you will, of looking like Jesus. So let's watch the screen. Uh, so basically, uh, everything started just by uh, getting a text message from one of my nieces uh, that lives in uh, Dalton, Georgia. Uh, she sent me a link. So I downloaded the app and listened to the song a couple of minutes and then you know I closed it. I never deleted it, so I left it on my phone. Uh, as time uh, went by, um, I felt the need of uh, searching for God and uh, I opened up the uh, the app because I knew it was from the church so I started just uh, listening to the messages uh, from that church and then you know there was another churches related tree of life popped up so I clicked on it and I started listening to the messages um, I knew it was a local church and I would just uh, every night I would just listen to the messages and they were like 25 minutes or 30 minutes long uh, and I would just keep on playing them uh, every message would bring uh, peace to my heart uh, and that's why I kept on listening to them um, and every single one it was like it, it, it looked like it was prepared just for me it would like go straight to my heart and that would like bring, bring a lot of peace so after about three weeks close to a month um, I decided to come to church I didn't know anybody it was just pretty much God leading me uh, through this uh, technology this app to come here 
as I started coming to the services, um, it was amazing and it was kind of funny, you know, like uh, putting the voices together with the faces, you know, like Pastor Dave, Pastor Don, you know, it was like I blessed just to be part of this amazing team, you know, just uh, bringing the word to uh, pretty much worldwide. I decided to be here and, and pretty much um, I surrender my life to the Lord and now that I'm part of this team, you know, I see myself uh, growing up here because pretty much I decided to surrender to Him and uh, it's it's a big difference, you know. Uh, people notice that uh, because I, you know, I changed so much and it's all because of Tree of Life and I'm blessed to be part of this family once again. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> just, you know, I want to say, we're just, our goal is just to be a church that looks like Jesus as we see him in the scripture. No better, no worse in comparison to anybody else. Everybody has to follow that out. But I just want you to know that that is our goal. And we're constantly looking at how we can achieve that. How can we do that better? How can we look more like Jesus? It's easy to drift, getting pulled into other things. And so like at the first part of this year, we really felt passionate about this and started evaluating everything and making changes that we felt we needed to make in order to, to look like what we feel Jesus is asking for a tree of life. And really the result of that, when you look like Jesus, as the Bible expresses very clearly, you attract people. You're, you're on mission, you're on point, and you can make a difference. And you saw some of that. It represents a, a little bit of what's been going on here, at least this fall here at Tree of Life. Um, I want to share just a few other things with you to let you know how we're doing in line with being a church that reflects the life, love, and power of Jesus. Uh, one of the things that we do, as we saw in that scripture in James, is to help the homeless or help those in need or those that are under resource, uh, we have a family life center that we created uh, several years ago to help us do that. It actually facilitates a lot of um, um, help and assistance from the community, not just from Tree of Life. We establish it, and God's blessed it, and it's been under the, uh, the care of a great director here, and it's been amazing what it's been able to do, and you've seen and experienced some of that. In fact, let me share a few things with you, We're talking about being like Jesus and helping people. Um, just this year to date, year to date, with a big month coming up in December, we've been able to help almost 2,300 families, almost 2,300 families in need this year, uh, facilitating ministry and resources to the Family Life Center, which equates to almost $140,000 of money that's been distributed out there, and still this month there's more with Christmas gift program, etc. cetera. Uh, as you'll know, the Thanksgiving outreach a few weeks ago where we had uh, boxes, uh, well, two boxes per family, so 1,000 boxes to minister to 500 families with two weeks worth of food, and then Thanksgiving meals, partnering again with other ministries, ministries and facilitating over 5,000 meals on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. And then you can see coming up what we're currently working on, which will begin, distribution will begin shortly on 1,184 kids getting Christmas presents that otherwise wouldn't have a Christmas this year. And you're being the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you, Tree of Life, for looking like Jesus, expressing his life, love, and power. You're doing that, you're helping facilitate that kind of help and ministry throughout our community and the surrounding area, and that's amazing to do that. Um, what we didn't necessarily show in the video, we showed mostly what's happening here, but you're very active in missions around the world. Uh, we have some major missions projects, and then we have missionaries that we support. In fact, I know our missionary to Cambodia is home. I don't know if she's here, she just got home, major jet lag, but we'll see her in the next few weeks. Tammy, uh, Tammy Becker is working in Cambodia, helping work and rescue uh, girls from sex trafficking. It's amazing what she's doing, but in Mexico, you saw Pastor Jeff's going to be here on the 18th. I don't want to spend a lot of time because he'll share some. But just as we partner with Audible de Vida through our money or giving uh, regularly or praying and then our going, that what they've done, we, get, we, we take part in that because we're supportive of that. So an Audible de Vida, Sister Church in Mexico, and just their Sunday services, they've seen 178 people give their heart to Christ. 
uh, they had a big Halloween outreach where they share the gospel and all that they do. So they had 200 people give their heart to Christ during their uh, fall fest or Halloween. They have a hospital outreach that they do regularly, which we participated in, that they go outside of a hospital and set up and pray for people waiting for family members that are, that are in the hospital, 260 salvations. And then with all the outreach, we participate in missions trips as well as other churches do. We go down there and the colonials are really under-resourced neighborhoods around that church. They've seen over 1,800 people or 1,800 people give their life to Christ. So what they've seen is 2,438 people change lives this year, giving their life to Jesus, amen. People that have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and translating kingdom of his dear son, amen. And ultimately, what are we measuring? What are we looking for? It's the soul, the life that's been changed, amen? No longer on a path to hell, but on a path to heaven with Jesus. And so we've been a part of that. We support another major project is the work in India. We'll get a, a more um, longer India report here after the first of the year. Been talking with our connection over there, our missions in India, we've adopted an unreached people group, which means that people group have never heard the gospel of Christ. India is full of people that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we operate in a state that it's illegal to convert people. There's an anti-conversion law at risk of not only imprisonment, but just death from anti-Christians or from Hindus or Muslims there. And so we support 10 missionaries there. If you want to put that picture up, 10 missionaries that we fully fund them and the work that they're doing there. Um, this is from Jessamy and I, the last trip. We got to spend time with them, minister to them, um, and just love on them on behalf of y'all. But we fully fund them, uh, those 10 missionaries, and they're in the deepest, darkest, most dangerous places sharing the gospel. Many of them have been beaten. Many of them have been imprisoned. And they are, are so determined to reach their people and are so appreciative of the gift uh, that we give them support for them. If you can go back up to the statistics now, that uh, what they've been able to do just in the last five months, this is in the last five months, again, we'll get a more comprehensive report the first year, but they've opened up 22 new villages in the Namadi group have opened up to the gospel. 22 villages, seven new congregations have been started on top of, I think, the 14 others that are in existence that they started this last year. And then the last number there, 136 people have received Jesus Christ at risk of their own life, imprisonment and death. And I just tell you, but we, we, I'm not sure we know what persecution is. I'm not sure we know what persecution is. But to do the work over there, you've been supplying, fully funding them, but also many of you gave very generously to provide motorcycles because their feet that you see that Jessamyn had washed in another uh, portion of that, another picture, that's what carries them to village to village, but they're, they're reaching so many villages now, multiple villages that even a bicycle won't get there. So through your generosity, we've already purchased, I think, a total of four motorcycles so those pastors can get to multiple villages throughout the week. And so that's how they're able to do, uh, whether it be uh, 22 new villages opened up on top of the other ones with only 10 people, they're able to get to all those. So many of you gave towards those motorcycles and we have finances to give the other ones as they get to that point with multiple works, motorcycles for them. But that's only possible through your generosity. So you're looking like Jesus reaching all the world, reaching into all the world and helping them become Christians or followers of Christ. In fact, let me say this, that they told me uh, about a month ago in a letter or report, one of our 10 missionaries uh, was in a meeting when the anti-Christians surrounded it and uh, wouldn't let them out. And, and kept them in that house, them in the house. There was a prayer meeting there for three days and they brought the police and the police came and arrested them and they're trying to file charges against, they were forcing, against them saying they were forcing people to convert, which wasn't true. None of the believers would sign the paperwork. They held them in jail and tortured them for three days until they finally couldn't keep them any longer and they released them. And so in that same village now, there's 70 believers and they're asking us to prayerfully consider helping provide finances to build the first church in the Namadi people group. So the very first church. Amen. 
in an unreached area. Let me say, an area that's never heard the word of Jesus in a year through our generosity, if we determine to do that, can have the first church dedicated to Jesus ever. And I think that's amazing. What is that doing? We're doing what Jesus has called us to do. Not any better, any worse than anybody else. We're just tree of life. But those are the things that Jesus, uh, that God has put on our heart to reflect the life, love, and power of Jesus. So what does that look like here? You saw in the video a lot of things. I just want to share a few things and just happening here that we've been just growing. God's really been blessing us. We're up around 10% for the year growing uh, numerically, but it doesn't reflect that we have room to grow in here, but our children's ministry is just packed out. Every week, we're, we're reaching maximum capacity from one to three classes, sometimes four, five classes are reaching maximum capacity. Several weeks ago, my wife was over there working check-in. Uh, she said there was three families that had to be turned away because a particular classroom had reached maximum capacity. There's no way to accommodate. And so two of them are tree of life families, and one of them was a, vis- a visiting family. And, and you know the thing about that is our limitations are space and manpower. And so we're building a building on the back of our property. You saw construction on that. We've talked about it. We began a capital campaign or asked you to give into the capital fund uh, a few years ago because we're determined not to increase our debt. But you set the pace through your giving and through your serving, how quickly we can get those buildings up. And then also your serving enables us to open up more rooms when we're ready. Our, our children's church, new children's church room will be ready here very, very soon. We've been able to make really great progress recently because of codes and you, just all you can imagine all that. But we have the finances for that. We're believing for the finances for the next phase already, which is more classrooms. So we're asking you to believe with us, stand with us, give generously, give in the capital campaign. We've done some other improvements around the campus with those finances, but we really need to increase our ability to reach the families God's bringing us. In fact, just in children's ministry this last, uh, actually this year to date, we've uh, seen visiting families through children's ministry checking a kid in. Visiting families have to increase 47%. Had a 47% increase in visiting families over last year. That's a lot. Really what that equates to, that's a family, but if we're just talking children, we've seen visiting kids increase 63%. 63% just kids. Kids are bringing friends, families with multiple kids. And obviously they don't all stay, but listen, we need to be able to manage the harvest. And we need to be prepared for what God continues, wants to continue to bring. Because the more we look like Jesus, the more it's going to attract the lost and hurting. Amen? That's what we do. So we need all of you participating in that building campaign and giving above your tithe to that and then serving when there's opportunities. In fact, there's opportunity. There'll be a table out in the, floor, in the gathering place to sign up and serve and help, manage, help Pastor Trish. Pastor Trish, sound good to say that. Pastor Trish ministers to all these kids and families God's bringing us. Uh, same with our teenagers. Their, their attendance is up 28%. And so God's bringing a lot of middle school, high school kids to be ministered to. God's just growing us as a whole, as a family. And then we've seen growth and things in here. But let me just share with you um, just the thing that really we look at the most. When we look at every week and we look at the reports, how are we doing? We want to be like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. Let me just say this. We're not looking necessarily. Uh, we do. But the, the thing that, that, that really um, helps us see how we're doing is not necessarily uh, the, the finances every week. We, we would encourage you to be as generous as you can because that's how we can do ministry in greater capacities. Or we're not necessarily looking at the attendance every week, but we need to be mindful of how we're doing reaching people and then connecting with them. But the number that really makes a difference on our journey or on our mission of being like Christ is how many lives are being changed. How many lives are being changed? And I want to tell you this morning that from at this point in time, January through November of this year, over January through November of last year, our salvation's reaching people for Jesus Christ, changed lives is up 47% from the previous year. We've reached 47% more people give their life to Christ. That is the number. That is the number that we look at. Are we looking like Jesus? Because Jesus was very attractive to the lost and hurting people. He was the hope. 
And if we can be attractive and people can come in, we can help their lives be changed and then we can help disciple them, help them grow them as we build uh, more facilities to manage to do that as we serve and use our gifts to do that. We are changing the world. We're changing our area, but the world. And I just wanted to let you know how you're doing Tree of Life. And I don't want to say good job. There's more things that we could be doing with this and be more involved. And you've seen some of the areas that you can get plugged into and through our giving and serving. But I want to tell you that our goal is to not look like any other church or the church that you've been to or other people have been to, the pastors that I talk to, the people that I listen to, not to be, we're just to look like God is saying Tree of Life to look like Jesus and the measuring stick for you and I, are we attracting the lost people and are the lives getting changed? And I just wanted to share that with you as we get into this busy holiday season and then the first of the year, we're doing everything we can to make sure we look like Jesus, but we need you to help us do that. So I wanna thank you uh, for all your giving and serving. I wanna tell you, we're not done. We're really getting started on a new season and we're excited about what God's doing in and through Tree of Life Church. We've seen also this, this year, the last water baptism was a record breaker. We saw 85 people get water baptized. We saw 31 ch- children dedicated to the Lord. We saw uh, 25 new families join the church on membership two months ago. And so God's doing something great here. And the more we'll continue to stay focused and continue to structure ourselves, structure ourselves, position ourselves to look like Jesus, the more lives we'll be able to change. And remember, your life is about you only until you come to Christ. And it's about you coming to Christ. When you cross that line of faith, it is now about you joining others to help reach other people come to Christ. That is life here on the planet. And the life here on the planet's a vapor. And then we go to heaven and celebrate. But we want to take as many people with us as we possibly can. Because we're here to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. So Tree Life, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your generosity and your loving, serving, and giving. There's so much more to do, but thank you for where we've, where we've come and where we are today. And I want to encourage you to get connected. Come be a part of a church that's dedicated to look like Jesus and let's do it together and see how much more of the world we can change in the time that we have. God is a good and faithful God. He is a good, good Father. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.